This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in this home and the other person who is on this podcast. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. I'm trying not to ask, how are you? Uh, So instead, I'm going to ask, if the sea could be any other color besides blue, what color should it be? Oh, wow. Um, My first thought was purple, but is that cheating because it's too close to blue? (laughs) No. I'll consult the extensive rule book I have for this question (laughs) that I just pulled out of thin air. And oh, I checked it. It's fine. Purple's fine. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Purple seas. That's how Sarah is doing on this episode of podcast. (laughs) Her mood is official. Purple seas. I almost said purple seals, which is different and sounds like a military organization. Mm. Anyway, purple seas. Uh, We are excited, I think. I didn't mean to say that sentence for both of us, so I stopped myself in the middle. I'm excited. I hope you're excited to talk about our topic. Uh, It's kind of different because it's something that we used to experience all the time, but you got to experience uh, in a fresh manner recently, and that is snow. We are going to obsess over snow. The actual physical things thing. Is it plural or singular? (laughs) We like snow and snows. Uh, And the idea of it, our experience uh, living in snowy places, all that stuff. So I just want to dive right in because uh, we don't currently live in a snowy place here in Los Angeles. But you and I have both spent many years living with snow. And you recently visited your parents in a place that has snow, and you had a bit of a reunion with snow. So what about that experience made you suggest it as a topic for the podcast? Oh, yeah. You know, I really, because we don't currently live in a place where we get snow at all, if ever, uh, it was really, it was a fun treat to be able to go experience snow to think about it, it actively snowed while I was there. Oh, so I wow. got to experience not just snow already existing on the ground, but the actual like snowing, uh, <laughs> the verb, the action. Look at all those snows coming down. <laughs> exactly. Um, and also, I know that you and I have talked a lot about our various experiences with snow in the past, and I just thought it might be fun because we both have, I think... Um, not to talk for both of us, but I think we both have some positives and some negatives. Yeah. And for you, this visit, though, was all positive. Was it the, is, that's what it sounds oh, yeah. like. Was this a like, oh, I'm visiting uh, a friend I really like who can get tiresome after hanging out a week or so, but I really like seeing them for a week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's the difference for me um, when you're visiting. I didn't have a lot of other things that I needed to do. And so, um, you know, it wasn't like, oh, it's snowing. And so now I need to figure out how to get to this next place within half an hour, even though I need to shovel for an hour first. (laughs) You know, all of that kind of snow math. I didn't have to do any snow math. Yeah. The next time I'm in a snow place, uh, (laughs) a place to see snow, if this is true, I'm going to I want to watch it snowing and just uh, watch the flakes come down and go, that's not my problem. Because that's the best way to see snow when you have no responsibilities related to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, I think you're entirely right that it's going to be a fun and interesting thing to talk about because 
obsession doesn't necessarily mean I love it. It usually does when we discuss it on the podcast, because I don't really want to have a podcast where I just talk to people every week about things they despise. (laughs) (laughs) That somehow just doesn't seem like it's going to add a lot to the general mood of our current world. Um, But I do like the idea that obsession doesn't necessarily mean loving. Sometimes it just means I I can't stop thinking about this, and that can be a positive and a negative. So I think that I am very obsessed with snow, even though I haven't actively lived with it in many years. Uh, but I am obsessed with it from a perspective of both loving it and being very vexed by it. I will say I'm vexed. I shake my fist at snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In what way are you obsessed with snow? Are you? Do you think that you are more positive and a little vexed? Or do you think you come anywhere near my level of vex obsession? <laughs> Um, I think I'm, I'm much more on the positive and a little (laughs) vexed. Um, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things I was, I was listening to something recently and they're talking about like, oh, it's so nice. And then when it snows, things stop and, and they don't. And that like, if things stopped when it snowed, I would have no problems with snow. Yeah. It's, it's the, um, shoveling and can you get your car out? Can you not get your car out? Can you drive safely on the roads? Are you going to be in an accident? Are you doing a show? Are you still, you know, you still are supposed to get to work on time. All of those, like, pretend that none of these things are, pretend that the snow isn't there and make the rest of your life work the way it would if it were 70 degrees and sunny. Yeah. Even though it's, you know, 20 degrees and wet sloppy snow. Yeah. I feel like that's so fascinating because I can totally understand if you lived in a place where you didn't encounter snow in real life and you encountered it mostly in stories. It's often used in stories, not even just for Christmas or December or the holiday times, but it like it, it brings this peace and this quiet and this calm and you take a deep breath and like, yeah, sure, that happens every once in a while where we lived in in Minnesota, but it was often just an opportunity to be like, prove your endurance, power through. Yep, everything you need to do got 10 times more difficult, but find a way. <laughs> and that is not the way it's broadcast. Like, sometimes you'll see a story about like a storm but for the most part i just think a lot of times in culture you receive it as this like ah and it's not always (laughs) and ah it's not and yet i still really i would say most of my associations associations with snow are overall very positive very positive well let's go back to some of the early associations what are your early snow memories are they mostly positive and fun yeah, actually, they are. You know, because <laughs> why are you so guilty about it? Oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're positive. You know, I was a kid. I got to play in the snow. You know, it, I I lived um, when we were when when we were when I was fairly young. Um, I think I've talked about it before. I lived in Red Wing, Minnesota, and you know, a lot of is it doesn't matter. I lived in Minnesota. There was snow. And um, there were some years that there was a lot of snow. So it was things like snow angels and making snowmen and um, building. We At least one year, there was enough snow. But I think multiple years, we would, my brother and I would build, well, he built and I participated in using uh, like little snow tunnels through the banks of snow. Um, And at that point in my life, my family, we were cross- I would say big, but probably not that often. We were cross-country skiers. Oh, wow. And so that was a great way to enjoy the snow. So I just have all of these really fun, really um, uh, nostalgic memories about snow. And, you know, I was a kid. Whatever. You put on your plastic bags inside your, you know, boots because that's what you did then. And it's fine. Like, that's just what it is about being a kid. And I didn't have to deal with any of the reality of it. So to me, it was all fun. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I have mostly very positive memories being young, like very young of like it was, you know, a part of holiday time. So that was a, a nice uh, memory. Uh, yeah, getting to just play. I guess going back to it, it's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't stick with me a lot because my father really had a concern that uh, it was a possibility to get snowed in. I think that had been drilled into him uh, when he grew up in a little bit more uh, remote areas where that was a threat when he was a kid. But mm-hmm. he carried that with him, that like, you could be stuck. Mm. <laughs> so Snow was like, uh, his uh, adamant attitude that it must be shoveled immediately was like fire. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, you can treat Snow like it should be shoveled relatively soon. But for my dad, it was like, it's on fire. You can't be like... I'll play a little bit and then I'll put out the fire like no the snow <laughs> gets shoveled now. So I think I always had just a little bit of that. This is a responsibility. This needs to be taken care of. But it did have plenty of just like, yeah, snowball fights. And I remember in particular a time when I was living in, uh, I think, St. Cloud, where's a particularly snowy couple of years. I remember being just so thrilled and amazed when the snowbanks got it, taller than me mm-hmm. and it was like i could i could be all the way in there <laughs> i could be <laughs> hidden from the world so yeah i definitely have youthful uh positive memories in particular when i think of like oh really great snow it's like when it's it's uh really tall uh mounds but it's still clean mm-hmm. and it's uh, just wet enough that you can make the good snowball like, I, you know, I have lots of uh, consistency opinions <laughs> about food, uh, but I do about snow, too. The different kinds of snow feel different in that kind where it's like, okay, if you step on it, it especially when you're a kid, it'll support your weight for half a second and then it crunches. Mm-hmm. But then underneath, it's it's still just wet enough that it can form, that you, you pat it up and it forms. It will obey your commands and become a ball. (laughs) Did you have a lot of snowball fights? Was that one of your big winter snow activities? I think I thought a lot about them. I don't think I had that many (laughs) because when I was quite young, I want to think like beginning of first grade. uh, And so my brother would have been in third grade, fourth grade. um, He, I don't know. I honestly don't know if he got in a snowball fight or someone threw a snowball at him. (laughs) I don't know if it was a fun thing or if somebody was being mean, but there was the big chunk of ice in the snow and Mm. it cut his lip open. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, we were kind of playing in different parts of the playground because I think the playground was kind of split up by ages Mm because we weren't like playing together. It happened far away. And then I just saw him being like, I didn't see it. I just saw him being marched into the school with like blood everywhere and tried to follow and remember the teachers going like no you can't oh wow you can't follow and i i think the teacher just like i can't remember i think the teacher like i remember being like in my snow clothes just like reading a book about raccoons because i wasn't allowed to go to the nurse and find out what happened (laughs) (laughs) but this was an i'm unearthing some of my snow concerns absolutely beautiful fun i have lots of lovely fluffy memories but i also do have some like Got to clear that out. There could be ice in there. I have a lot of uh, snow concerns that got in young. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to ask you about that ice and a snowball. So that's um, amazing that you actually have that that experience with your brother because I feel like I always heard about, oh, be careful. There could be ice in the snowball. And I don't remember if I actually was present when somebody got hit with an icy snowball or if it was just drilled in so much that it, 
it's like, okay, I got to be careful. Yeah, I've so talked to different that people. You and, have that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I've talked to other people and they've had that more as the like kind of uh, urban myth of like, yeah, that's what, that's what parents say. Like, <laughs> no, I saw it. It's real. <laughs> um, so we both moved around a bit when we were young. Did living away from snow as a kid make you like it more, make mm. you miss it? How did that sequence go for you? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it it maybe didn't make me miss it as much as I expected to, but we lived near mountains um, that had snow. And so we went to the mountains a lot in winter, so I still got to see snow. Okay. Um, and then, um, so when I lived in Iowa, there was still snow, but there wasn't as consistently snow. I was getting older, so I was more aware of like snow responsibilities. <laughs> and there was often just ice. Mm. which was beautiful, but way more terrifying than snow to me. Okay. the uh, Why was the ice more terrifying? Um, because I was a new driver and ha- having to drive on ice, if you didn't know if it, there was ice there or not. Okay. Like snow, at least you could see. Yeah, okay, okay. I, th- I didn't realize we had advanced in age that <laughs> <suddenly> much. suddenly jumped. <laughs> <laughs> like, when did you start driving? <laughs> you know. I lied about my age when I was eight and... <laughs> We just started taking the Buick out, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think for me, it was a, kind of a weird experience because lived in Brainerd, Minnesota, and definitely remember snow, but it's those foggy memories of it. And then we lived in Portland, Oregon, and I remember there being ice, like little tiny corners of it, and we were walking to school, and our school was like two blocks from our house, and I would love to see the ice because it was like just this little faint trace uh-huh. of the snow that I remembered and you could step on the ice and it would crack and it was very satisfying. Uh, but I remember also like uh, kids being like, snow's not real. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's just like they didn't have any actual real life experience of it. Or like I remember like people, neighbors talking to my parents and talking about like, it's exaggerated on on television though. Like it's not actually dangerous, right? And my dad be like, well, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, so I think it kind of took on this extra myth. And then, I mean, I don't mean to always be pop culture obsessed, but I need to be honest. Uh, living in Portland was the huge explosion of Empire Strikes Back being the most important thing in my life. Mm. And Hoth. Right. This vision of this snowy place that is, that uh, kind of fit into the way I was thinking about snow at that time is it was kind of like this amazing faraway fantasy thing. And also, what do you know? Dangerous extremely dangerous <laughs> you could fall in it <laughs> you know it's hard to walk in you could fall han would have to come rescue you it's so cold your tauntaun dies all that stuff there are creatures in it you don't know so snow being really scary is something that i got used to from star wars that is so great it makes so much sense that you would have such a great snow and star wars connection and especially with both sides of it that it's both fun and otherworldly but also danger (laughs) yeah yeah and i know i am not unique in that obviously a lot of people uh when they have to deal with winter things who are star wars fans or even just aware of pop culture associate it with hoth but it was it was down deep like there was a part of me like that's kind of what that's what snow was (laughs) it was a real world thing that could be really frustrating get really gross but uh, at least sometimes it made me think of star wars and definitely for long, long, huge swaths of my life when snow hasn't been cleared from a path and you have to walk it and you're all wobbly 
uh, I always think of Luke trying to walk through the frozen tundra after escaping the Wampa and often just wanted to collapse the way Luke does. <laughs> Maybe if I just collapse like Luke, someone will come pick me up. Someone will come build me a shelter. Um, yeah, so I think living away from it, like having that experience as a young kid of being like, yep, snow, snow is a big deal. Then being away from it and <laughs> having all of the hoth of it made it made the snow seem both cool. But then I also think it was more frustrating to go back to in the real world. Like mm. in terms of like uh, I remember as a kid in Portland, like a couple of times when we'd be out playing because we had like a bunch of kids on the block and we played all the time. and It was great. And every once in a while, it'd be like, oh, it rained and we go inside and then the rain would stop in like an hour. And then we go back outside <laughs> and going back to Minnesota and then living most of my life there where uh, the the snow was so much more and the cold was so much more prohibitive mm-hmm. of going outside. And I think it I think being in Portland and being away from snow also added to uh, my vex because I've had that early experience of like, remember when you just didn't have to worry about this Interesting. and the roads were never coated in this beautiful bleep you know Mm -hmm. so it was that experience as well and i was curious if if being away from it for you added to your being vexed by it yeah i don't think it did um and that's kind of fascinating to me that it did for you because you were still not that old when you moved back to snow but i guess it makes so much sense from a playing perspective um yeah no i don't think it it ever I didn't really feel vexed by snow, I think, until I was an adult. Okay, until you saw those flakes and were like, that's my responsibility today. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I think a lot of it probably started from um, driving in snow. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about the vexing. Yeah. That's your main thing, the sort of the driving-related challenges? Uh, That was my main thing um, until we owned a house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so uh, let's get back to that. Yep. Uh, for me, I think what, what vexes me is the physical imposition. It is that uh, I've talked on this podcast many times about being frustrated by the physical world. <laughs> 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 Packages and doors and keys that don't work and printers. And I think having that contrast from my youthful memory in Portland, but then also my experiences in Minnesota, particularly when I started driving, of like, it's so nice when it's, you know, most of the problems are in my head and in my relationships, but I just drive. <laughs> and then I have problems in the places I go or at home. But in a, in between, there's a problem. Mm. The physical imposition of it just adds eight extra problems between the door to the car to the next place you need to go. Uh, that, I think, is one of the things that, that really really vexed me i think also the that big contrast in how beautiful the snow can be when it's relatively fresh or has been refreshed and it's that you're just looking at that you know a a kind of a a sea of that blue white and the sparkles and when you have one of those really cold days that's really sunny and there's no way the sun's gonna melt but it's still shining in the sun like there's so many beautiful moments uh, but I think sometimes people who haven't lived with it don't know how ugly it gets, right? The <laughs> the snow dirt combination, the snurt, mm-hmm. and the you know you lost your keys in there, and then they melt, and you, you find a boot, and you know uh, 
uh, all sorts of uh, uh, puppy flowers, as a friend once described, mm-hmm. uh, the melting in Minnesota of just like that. That kind of craggy, half melted, mostly dirt. Just a bunch of lost stuff falling out. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the aesthetic of the snow as winter drags on. The more mm-hmm. winter drags on, and the more it wears on your spirits, often the uglier the snow gets. And that's a part of it for me too. Yeah. Of the like, okay, you were great when you landed. You're getting more hideous and depressing by the minute. Please just go away, snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I have a how much I enjoy it is uh, dependent on how long into the spring it lasts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, for me also, like uh, one of the vexing is that like youthful fear that that uh, came true for myself a couple times in adulthood and, and for watching other friends is like, don't drop anything because it will disappear in the snow. Like if, <laughs> if it doesn't fall exactly right and make a, a you know a recognizable hole and you fish it out right away, you can lose things in the snow. It'll mm-hmm. take things from you like the sea. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some of the big picture things that vex me, mostly the physical imposition and mm-hmm. mostly with the driving and the shoveling. But yes, responsibility snow home ownership tell me about your your thoughts and feelings there yeah well i mean it ties into the um what i was saying before about driving and for me the driving is just is really the safety thing of yeah i don't want to hit anybody i don't want to get hit i don't want to crash into anything i want to make sure i can get home or to work or wherever i'm going safely and you know all of that but then there's the added um when we owned a home in minneapolis um you know of getting okay so can i get out and we lived, um, like many homes in Minneapolis, there is an alley. And so can I get out of the driveway or have they plowed the alley yet? And sometimes if they have plowed the alley, that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing because then you get the really heavy, icy, chunky snow. And there are at least a few times where we couldn't get in or out of our alley yes. um, into the street because it was like three feet tall and you know had just been plowed. And you know it's why you have a shovel in your car. But I think at least once you and I came home probably after a show so it was probably i don't midnight and we're in the middle of the street struggling <laughs> the main alley from the street into the alley so that we could just get home but we still had to shovel our whole driveway before we could get home also <laughs> yeah so physical imposition yeah. responsibilities yeah and i remember with that alley in particular it always and many alleys did but that that one behind our house dipped and it would get that like lump that like Every time that you left home, there's like the snow might take my muffler and there's yeah. not much I can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'd forgotten. So um, when I lived in a, if I may just jump to uh, when I lived in an apartment, but talking about the streets, there was an ice rut that had developed around the corner from um, my apartment and really early on in the season and it, it jerked. And if there was a car parked too close to that, like you could do nothing. You had no control because right. that was the the groove. And um, if somebody parked too close, you would basically come like you could possibly hit a car and have nothing that you could do about it. Right. It's like this is where the ruts take me. I'm like, I'm on a train track. Yeah. And it goes into this parked car. What am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. Right. And like everybody who lived around there knew and didn't park there. But the new people like, wow, parking spot. Let me grab it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you try to remember not to take that block because you just knew like, you might have an accident that you have no control over just purely because 
the road, um, the ice has decided that the road goes a different direction than the road actually does. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're making me remember <laughs> one of the first times that I uh, encountered snow in the parking lot of the first apartment I had. Mm. I can't remember where I'd been or what I'd been doing, but yeah, I think I'd been out having fun, but it was quite late. Uh, and it was one of those like, oh, wow, it's more treacherous than I realized once I got on the road and real careful using all of the various skills and knowledge that is built up living in a place like that. And I was so proud of myself for getting home. And I, this is my giant, uh, 1978 blue Ford Fairmont. Um, and there, they hadn't plowed the driveway or the parking lot at all. And it was this Mm -hmm. teeny tiny parking lot. And I got stuck, like I would say, 15 feet from my parking spot. And it's those kinds of, of moments where you're like, I'm, it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> I got home safely and I'm trapped from being done. I can see, there's no obstacle, it's just snow. I can see where I'm supposed to park. It's like 15 feet away. Mm-hmm. And yet it's so far away. And I like, I had to get out and shovel and do the backup and, you know, uh, try coming at it eight different ways and turn the wheel this way and like i made it but it was just luck that i was able (laughs) like i could have been like oh my dad's right sometimes you get stuck by the snow and Mm -hmm. i was just stuck here in the (laughs) parking lot of my apartment building (laughs) basically next to my own parking spot yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. challenging challenging at best um any other thoughts on vexing before we move on to some more joyful moments Mm. I would say that just kind of for clarification, I think with all of that, one of the things that's vexing to me is the fact that snow is still supposed to conform to a schedule. Oh, yeah. You know, like especially like if you if things eased a little bit, (laughs) if it was like, okay, well, it snowed. So there's an automatic two hour buffer on all things. That would be lovely. Um, but it's the that combination of this is happening to everybody, but somehow we're all supposed to pretend it isn't. And I, I think that is where my vexing came from. It was almost more about the mechanics of day-to-day life than it was the snow itself. Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy shoveling? Often. Not always, but I have a lot of honestly, you know, like if it goes on for too long or if it's really heavy, not so much. But I, um, you know... There, I wasn't the normal shoveler at my job, but there were times when I had to shovel a giant driveway because it was during the day and it was snowing and the people, you know, worked at um, Historic House Museum and people had to be able to get out the driveway. So I'd be out there, you know, <laughs> shoveling the driveway a few times a day throughout the day, just making sure there was at least a path. So, Moving the um, historic snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, you know, we put on a lot of shows in, in December and I have lots and lots of thoughts about um, memories <laughs> <laughs> of shoveling. And I didn't, again, I didn't mind it that where we, the theater we were at was often icy. And I and just, on an incline. On an incline. And there were a few times when it was just really slippery to shovel and felt dangerous to be like, hi, come to our show. <laughs> if you can survive the sidewalk, come to our show. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's a, a part of it is like, there's so much to love about. Uh, Minneapolis and about Minnesota and about winter and I you know talking about it I'm almost having like fond recollections and kind of proud of like oh yeah I know my different tricks and some times that I got out of it a impressive stuck spot that you know and I'm proud of myself and there can be a real pride of like this is where we live these are the conditions it's Mm -hmm. you know a part of sort of coming of age 
to master some of these skills. Totally. So there's that kind of positive side for me. But I think there's also that psychology of like, endure it to prove you can. <laughs> and part of me is like, I can endure it. I don't want to. <laughs> and that, that I think that's a big uh, a difference of, of the sort of psychology of just because you can endure something doesn't mean you should continue to endure it if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And it has been nice to have a break from feeling, uh, you know, physically uh, blocked by the snow. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So let's go back to some more joyful memories. Perhaps we'll find out. Absolutely. Um, what snow or sports activities uh, did you enjoy or do you uh, want to enjoy in the future? <laughs> so I... um so I, I said my family was frequent. That's not frequent is not true. But we did occasionally go cross country skiing um, when I was very young. And I loved it. Um, and have some just really, you know, because we there was a trail that we could actually walk to. And so we would walk with our skis and then we go skiing and then we come home and have hot chocolate <laughs> um, in specific mugs. And so like there is a whole ritual to it. One year we went skiing. Um, there was like a candlelight cross-country ski. Um, so there were little, you know, the whatever they called the bags with the candles in them. Probably back in those days, real candles and it was snow. Um, and so we went cross-country skiing at night. Oh, wow. With all these like rows of candles, which was amazing. So that's certainly um, a big one that I don't have a... I don't have the skills or muscles or <laughs> knowledge anymore. So it's not, it's one that fell away, you know, once we moved from there, but that's, that's fine. I have fond memories of it. Okay. Um, one that I would like to try that I've never tried is snowshoeing. So I can picture a snowshoe. How, how do you think that's physically different? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> from what? I know that, I know that cross country skiing and snowshoeing are different, but when you say I don't have the muscles for cross country skiing, but I'd like to try snowshoeing, like what's, what to you is the difference? Oh, I mean, I, I guess everything is, is rentable, but I feel like, um, you know, cross country skiing, I, I like it when it's kind of flat. I'm not a big fan of going, you know, down steep hills and things. And I, I don't know enough about the technology. Like it used to be like, oh, you had to know which wax to use depending on the temperature and all of that. Whereas I feel like snowshoeing, also don't have the muscles for that, but I can I can gain them or I can be really sore after a day or two. That's okay. <laughs> I don't mind being sore. But I feel like it's a thing where you can rent snowshoes and then you go for a very difficult but hopefully fun walk in the snow. <laughs> and it doesn't depend as much as like, oh, are these the right conditions? And maybe it does. Got maybe it. this is me totally showing that i know nothing about it it just sounds like fun yeah no that that makes sense to me um and, and the whole thing of you having these fond memories down to hot chocolate specific mugs for post <laughs> snow activity i had some fun as a youth and some fun you know doing weird photo shoots in the snow or you know having adult snow fights <laughs> snowball <laughs> fights um but I it, I didn't have a ton of that, and I can see how if you had something about the snow that was joyful, like well, I pay the 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 price of shoveling, <laughs> and in car problems for all this joy, mm-hmm. m- must open it up so much. Yeah, yeah, and these the tunnels. I don't know how many years we had them, but there was basically like forts that my brother and I had in the snow, and we would go out and play in there for I mean probably not hours because it was probably cold out, <laughs> but. I have such same thing, like such strong memories of being in these snow forts. 
Yeah. Um, that again, is just, it, it has that fun. And then the other thing for me that's, um, maybe it's older, which maybe I'm jumping, but just that feeling of nighttime when there is fresh snow mm. and there's just, the air is different. The light is different. And there's just that feeling of like, Oh, moonlight on the snow. Yeah. At night. Do you of think of it as extra still? It, I feel like it can be. Um, and certainly when I was just visiting my parents, that was one of the things that I was really enjoying was just that sil- that stillness of just a calm snow or a freshly fallen snow. But even um, in the city, I just feel like there's a different quality to the air. And, and part of it is that light, like the moonlight yeah. on freshly fallen snow to me is one of the most beautiful things. It is absolutely beautiful. And yeah, as much as I uh, am challenged sometimes <laughs> by the cold <laughs> and by snow. Yeah. I mean, you were painting a beautiful picture of to go like snowshoeing at night. Right. Oh, in that crunch. Yeah. Oh, that satisfying crunch. Uh, yeah, I definitely did some like sledding uh, when I was a kid. I can pick, I had a bright orange sled. Uh, and in St. Cloud in particular, there was just the slightest incline to our backyard. So I remember sledding down that. It was not that impressive. <laughs> but going on some bigger hills when I was a little bit older in Minneapolis uh, in Theaterworth Park and mm. uh, having some various fun times with friends, I always wanted to ski. Uh, and I did not, I, the one time that I did it in school, I did not have a good experience. It was cross-country skiing, and I had really, <laughs> really uh, cranky and, and I think stress probably had a lot going on in her life. An unhappy teacher. Um, this is the, the teacher, which in retrospect is probably perfectly healthy, but at the time I was like, why are you telling fifth graders this? Tell, told us often about like sometimes when, I'm, when I've had enough, I drive far away and I sit in my car and I scream and scream. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> geology. <laughs> uh, brought it up a lot. Anyway, so I, I fell down and got like hopelessly tangled with the skis and the poles. And I remember she got really frustrated. And she just picked me up by the shoulders and just shook until all of the poles and <laughs> the skis and the limbs were back where they were generally supposed to be. And that made me not as excited about skiing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I also did go downhill skiing. Um, but, and I loved it as I got older, but the first day that I ever went downhill skiing, you know, this, but I think it's one of the reasons that I, that to me, cross country skiing sometimes has a little bit calmer, safer place in my heart is the first time I went uh, downhill skiing. I fell off the chairlift. You fell off the chairlift. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did you accomplish this? Um, I, I think I just, I mean, I didn't quite, I mean, so I didn't fall all the way off, but you know, you're supposed to stand and then sit. I have no idea if I just didn't sit or wasn't in the right place or just was slippery and wiggly because I was young. But I it was going and I was holding on to my dad's leg. <laughs> like dangling off? Yeah, but it wasn't that high. It wasn't like I was going to fall. At, at what and, age are we talking? Um, 10. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I did that and was not thrilled about that experience. And then had never gone downhill skiing before. So I took two and a half hours to go down the bunny hill uh, <laughs> because I would go straight across the hill. And then I knew how to, um, or may, I mean, maybe I'd had like some very basic lessons, but I knew how to like turn around very slowly. And then I would go turn around and go straight across the other side. Okay. So you made like the long, super long zigzag. Yeah. If you could even call it a zigzag. So you cross country ski on a slight <laughs> incline. I did. I did. And my poor brother, who was a very good skier, um, 
I think he and my dad went off and like went down five other hills and then came <laughs> back and like, you got, you're still here, Sarah. And then I gave up and on the last hill went straight down. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and did you enjoy it? I almost hit a tree. <laughs> and uh, my kind mother is like, let's go cross country skiing this afternoon, Sarah. And I was like, perfect. Um, but got over that, learned how to actually downhill ski, loved it for many years. Um, but I think that sometimes, especially since we started with kind of early childhood, why some of the cross country has that super nostalgia. Um, but I loved downhill skiing, too. Yeah. If I had had the right opportunity, I would have lo- I wanted to downhill ski. I wanted to try my hand at being uh, James Bond in many of his films. <laughs> <laughs> and I never got that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel very lucky. And that's actually you'd mentioned earlier moving away from snow. Um, so we moved away from snow on a day-to-day basis, but we were very close to a fantastic, um, ski, not resort, (laughs) ski hills, um, in Washington state. And so that's actually where I got to ski a lot was because we would like just go on the weekend and go skiing. Right. So like all of the fun, none of the responsibility. Exactly. No shoveling, all skiing. Exactly. The best kind of snow. Pretty mountains too. And pretty mountains too. Did you ever make a snow person? Oh, yeah. How did that go? Um, well, I th- yeah. I mean, I think I, for me, sometimes it was like, what are the um, what are the accessories? Like, okay, well, which scarf, which hat, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know that I ever actually used a carrot for a nose. Um, I don't honestly remember what they looked like, but I'm, I'm sure I did. I know I did. Is, uh, the carrot nose? Is that what you're? No, make snow p- people. Okay. Yeah, I have I have foggy memories of trying, and I think I was really excited. I think that was the plan for the day, and the snow was not right for it. And this is probably where some of my consistency <laughs> obsession about snow comes from. And I remember it just being like the, like, well, it, it's cold and wet and all that, uh, but at least we can no this isn't working <laughs> i think making i think maybe i had this picture in my head of like these perfect snow people and this is like a foggy memory like i couldn't tell you where i lived or what day it was or you know but i think i just remember like i think i managed to kind of pile two sort of balls on each other and it's just it wasn't what i pictured in my head and i was vexed that i couldn't make it look like the way mm. hey what what it looks so easy you just roll some balls together pop them on top of each other Eh, you got a human. There's Frosty. <laughs> There's a human. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand. I don't think mine were ever great. I think that uh, my brother was the better snow person maker. Yeah. Did you make snow angels? I did make snow angels, and I liked doing that because you were. it was an act of creation, uh, but it was easy to accomplish by just throwing yourself on the back and <laughs> throw a tantrum and there's there's an angel, right? right? That was a little bit more my speed, apparently, of my <laughs> motor skills, I think, at the time. So yeah. I loved making snow angels. Right? That was great. Yeah. yeah. And I think I remember experimenting with, with trying to make other <laughs> shapes and it didn't turn out <laughs> yeah. too terribly well. Yeah. No, I loved snow angels. I think I was a little vexed about trying to figure out how do you get the snow angel in the snow without having footsteps going to or from it. Ooh, and I yeah. tried to figure out how to like jump and then jump away. <laughs> Magically lift off the snow angel. Would you right now in life be excited or terrified if we made a snow person and it came to life? Uh, ooh, wow. A little of both. Yeah? Yeah, that's not, a, that's the least interesting answer. Sorry. <laughs> What what would be ideal? What would make it less terrifying? Like if we visited Minnesota mm-hmm. and we we're like, we're going to do it. We, we're going to make a, a snow person together <laughs> in the traditional way. Well, that's not helping. Uh, nope. With our hands, we made life. We made a snow person. 
and the snow person came to life, mm-hmm. what would make it the least terrifying? What kind of attitude would the snow person have to have for you to be like, this is cool? I think if the snow person um, was like, hi, so I'm a snow person. Here's why I've come to life. Here's the here's the deal. Here's how long I'll stick around. Here's what I need out of you. Here's why you shouldn't be worried. Like, I kind of need the snow person who gives the instruction manual. (laughs) Most boring answer possible. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, no, I think the least frightening snow person is an exposition snow person who can explain everything immediately. A clear communication snow person. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, just randomly, it'd be really fun to just have a snow person who's like, hi, I'm just going to roll around and goes off rolling and just like, bye, (laughs) here I go. Yeah, even... Like one trying to attack uh, would almost be so weird it would be funny because like that's just like <laughs> a standard Doctor Who thing. And I feel like they're uh, I, it's a scary image, but they feel pretty defeatable. They're, they're made of snow. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you could knock them over just fine. I mm-hmm. think the scariest one would be the one who didn't know why it existed. <laughs> just started screaming. Why? That would be the most terrifying. Yeah. Me. Like existential dread snow person. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Too close to home snow person. <laughs> Uh, do you have any favorite snowstorm memories? Oh, wow. Um, gosh, not off the top of my head. Do you have one? I, well, I have a, a childhood one and an adult one. Um, and maybe, uh, I, it must have counted as a snowstorm. I remember this. I don't know why all my snow memories are in St. Cloud, uh, but it was a surprise snow day. Like mm. every once in a while, you you'd find out very rarely that you, on the very rare day that there was an actual school is canceled. It is too much to push past and everybody admits it and agrees um, that you, you know, sometimes the night ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those, like you went to bed with like, it's a maybe. And like, I got up for school mm-hmm. and you know, I have those, those deep childhood memories that if I hear a voice listing the names of counties, it's because there's a tornado or a snowstorm. Yeah, maybe voting, but like just like Chisago County, just like thinking that is like, oh, God, there might be a weather event. (laughs) (laughs) Even now living in different counties, if if I just heard a voice say Ventura County, be like, what's happening? Is there a tsunami? (laughs) (laughs) So I remember like that, the radio, like going through the list. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like a surprise, like you're up. And I remember very specifically, like, what now? And I think my brother went back to bed and I just have this incredibly warm memory of just sitting on the floor reading a random justice league comic because i could on like a wednesday and it was great i don't remember anything else about that day i just remember that justice league comic that's just that total feeling of you have to go do the thing no you don't it's great that's fantastic yeah that's a childhood memory and then many uh, various storms as an adult, but there was that really big one uh, when you and I had our our home mm. in Minneapolis, and we were actively doing a holiday show. And it was the back and f- this was already in the the days of social media, and we analyzed and we announced like, yeah, I checked in with the cast, and like we're gonna do it. Almost everybody lived close enough that if they had to, they could walk, except for us. And we're like, yeah, we'll do it. And then the snow kept coming, kept coming, kept getting worse. And I went to dig our little Toyota Yaris out. And yeah, nothing had been plowed. And it's just like, I literally physically, even if I wanted to, could not shovel our driveway 
and all the way down that alley we've already discussed, mm-hmm. which already had other snow buried beneath it, right? Right. And I remember having to call the show, and uh, and almost everybody, almost everything canceled, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a, a few little things uh, continued that were like neighborhood things. Um, and it was one of the first really great times of social media where like everybody was kind of reporting like, yep, everything has to be canceled. What are, what are you doing tonight? And like lots of people watching different uh, snow things. We watched Empire Strikes Back and many other people were like, snow day, <laughs> snow night. <laughs> uh, just like we really are snowed in. Let's all watch Empire Strikes Back or other snow things. And it was a fun, one of those fun communal experiences of people being together uh, based on the fact that they're not together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my two memories. Yeah. Do you have, has this triggered any memories? Yeah. Well, I mean that, that one that we shared is, is definitely one. Um, I don't have a specific one from being young, but absolutely that feeling of like, Oh, I can do this when I should be at school. I can read this book because I can was like the most amazing thing. Yeah. Um, another one for me was when I was in college, um, I went to a small liberal arts college, so class was never canceled. But we had a big enough snowstorm that class was canceled. Wow. And um, and so we all just kind of hung out in our dorms. And I, I probably studied because I had too much work to do, but also got to just kind of like hang out with friends because we all live in the same building, and, <laughs> you know. And so that was – and not have classes. So that was a just totally different um, fun memory. Yeah, and that surprise coziness enforced – yeah. From the world, right? Yeah. And they had said ahead of time, like, there is no way. We never cancel class. There is no chance that class will be canceled. Everybody be ready to go to class. And then they cancel class. <laughs> All classes for like a day, maybe even two days. It was a really big snowstorm. Yeah. There's always the resistance, right? Of Like, we can find a way. We will. Okay. We can't find a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think that hadn't happened in so long in my life. Like, I remember going to the University of Minnesota and they really all also had that we don't cancel it and i remember some cold snaps that was kind of about the snow but it was more about like the temperature of like it is going to be negative 20 the buses may or may not run and even if they do good chance they'll just break down and i remember having a couple of adamant teachers like you know that week like well it's tuesday and it's one uh but when you're next supposed to come to class on thursday it's gonna be negative 20 and we're not canceling so find a way (laughs) and like uh, I I can't I think I did you know that's yeah. more about the cold than the snow so there is there was there's such a we will not we will not break <laughs> oh absolutely uh, that when it is unignorable like that that one particular night uh that there's a magic to it of like all right <laughs> uh, we give in <laughs> yeah we'll take a, a night off yeah one of the fun things that I remember with that night in addition to the social media was the I think with the radio on or something and they're like okay these two shows are still going like there is the countdown as at first it was like all of these things are still going on nope all these things have canceled and now we're moving to just these this handful of shows are still going on okay still just these two shows are going on uh (laughs) nope i I mean maybe one who canceled i think we were one of the last ones to cancel yeah um i I know we're in that these are still going on nope it's not still going on yeah no and i mean we really canceled because i really thought about it like oh it'll be fun you know there's a lot of people uh in the neighborhood i think i'd reached out i reached out to the entire cast but i also reached out to like some ticket holders and they were like we live two blocks away that'll be fun you can 
you can't drive it, but you can walk it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, oh, that'll be fun. And then it was that realization of like, oh, but I can't get there. Like, I really can't. Yeah. And I think in the process, a few other people realized they couldn't also. Yes, that it would be challenging at best. Uh, What weather event would you like to happen in Los Angeles that could cancel everything in such a cozy way? Wow. (laughs) Um, I mean, for Los Angeles, rain. Oh, that would be nice. It's just like, it's raining a little. It's raining hard. Yeah, there's so much rain. Yeah, we're worried about flash floods. Just stay home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, homes that hopefully are dry. It's a weird thing after this uh, very challenging uh, pandemic, during this very challenging pandemic, to go, oh, wouldn't it be fun if something made it stay home? <laughs> I am aware of the hubris of saying that. But it's just yep. this different feeling of, like, something has happened in the world. And with snowstorms, like, when the snow first falls, it's beautiful. So it's like this weird, like, ah, oh, we're experiencing a beautiful cataclysm. Just Put on some extra layers and drink some hot chocolate and enjoy. It's such a weird and different feeling. It's, you know, it's still a major weather event and it's still dangerous and scary, but it has all these other elements to it, right? Mm, yeah. So it's hard to imagine other things like that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was, I was, I was purely going to say yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was just going to say a couple days ago, we had the like really amazing Santa Ana winds that just sounded like. I'm sorry I have offended the air, right? Because it's just like, and like people are talking about it on social media. It's happening everywhere and things are rattling and you you just hear rattling like that somebody's car. Is that a part of our building? We don't know. Uh, That would be pretty cool if there was like just one day it's like, eh, the Santana winds are, they're real upset. (laughs) The the air's having a bad day. Everybody stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I would take that one too. Uh, here's my final question for you. If snow was sentient and you could say one thing to it, what would you say to snow? Ooh, ooh, that's a tough one because I want to say something nice. Yeah. Or thoughtful. And Is that know. just because you always want to say something nice or thoughtful or do you feel like that's what snow needs to hear? Um, I feel like even with all of the things that we've talked about, some of which are vexing, that snow can bring a lot of nice things too. Yeah. Including moisture. <laughs> so Maybe you'd say I, thanks for the moisture i think i would be like thanks for the moisture snow appreciate it snow nature's moisturizer thank you for taking care of the earth's face is that what you'd <laughs> no, no but you could say it that way <laughs> uh i'm gonna borrow from a, a a bit i did toward the end of our our time uh living in minnesota before we moved here um and, and this is, it's on my website and it's on uh, an album I did, a holiday album uh, called, I think, A Very Holiday Album um, that you can uh, check out on my website or Bandcamp. Uh, but I wrote like a breakup letter to Snow hmm. because I think it is like this relationship to like, oh, there's so many great parts of our relationships and some parts are a little toxic. <laughs> it starts out great and then it gets really frustrating. Um, so I think if I could say something to the snow i'd want it to be kind uh and i would say the snow it it is not you it is me (laughs) i'm the one with the problem you're just doing your thing snow you're just moisturizing (laughs) that's kind that's fine that's good (laughs) any uh final thoughts on snow um uh i no (laughs) that was a comp yeah so i just i was thinking about having just been in snow and like were there any other thoughts that i had thought about and the one other thing that i noticed that i just was i had kind of forgotten how many birds are still out in the snow oh yeah and i was um standing outside and i think in 
evening, like early evening or dusk, like the sun had gone down, but it wasn't nighttime. And looking at the snow, looking at just the world and was hearing just a little like chirp, chirp, chirp of birds. And I was like, wow, I forgot about birds and snow. And it was just such a wonderful, peaceful feeling that Aww. I just wanted to give a, a shout out to the birds who deal with snow also. Yeah, you go snowbirds. Yeah, I think for me, it's just uh, I went into this thinking, oh, this will be fun because you had a positive experience. You got to visit it and got to enjoy a lot of the the beautiful parts of it. And it is fun for me to explore <laughs> my uh, complicated history with it. But man, just doing this podcast and having I'm having like so many deep sense memories and it's been a, a really fun and positive uh, experience to think about some of those fun moments. And I don't normally have that like, yeah, yeah, no, if I didn't have to shovel it and it wasn't going to trap me anywhere, ah, I'd visit snow. <laughs> right? Snow can be fun. Yeah, my old friend of me snow. I want, now I kind of want to see my old friend of me snow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with snow? Was that uh, going cross country, but not downhill? Uh, no, I kind of meant it to be the snowflakes falling down from the sky and then settling, and it it didn't turn out the way I intended. <laughs> it was still a good noise. It sounded to me like a snowflake wafting and then going in for the kill. Yeah, that, that's probably accurate. <laughs> I think that's accurate to our conversation. <laughs> a little there snowflake dagger, little <laughs> ninja throwing snowflake. Going in for the ice. Ah. <laughs> Lovely. So on a scale of one to ten, one being the lowest and ten being the highest, how obsessed with snow are you? Mm. You know, I think I don't think I'm actually that high, um, even though I do when I say snow want to sing the snow, snow, snow song from White Christmas. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to say a, a six for obsession. But I have also discovered that I like snow a lot more than I thought. Okay, so a six for obsession, mm-hmm. but 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 that my my positive thoughts versus vexing thoughts about snow how positive is um, much stronger. Than okay, vexed. So like out of that six, like five of those obsession points are loving snow, and only one is a vex point. Yeah, if even that high. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I think I'm going to give myself a seven. I think if I never live in a place where there's snow again. If I never actually see snow again, uh, I will always be at a seven because <laughs> there's been many joyful things. And it's just a it's just a part of my psychology from being a part of my life for so long. I think it's that kind of thing of like uh, if somebody says snow in a conversation, like I, I got a lot to say about it. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Definitely obsessed. So we're going to move on to the plugging section. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sarah underscore Scrimshaw. Excellent. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook as at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. Info on lots of things on my website, including that comedy album where you can hear me uh, break up with snow. All that is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, here are our final questions. You ready? Yes. Would you want to be able to send emails and social media posts just by thinking them? No. (laughs) I kind of thought it would be a no, but I was curious to ask. (laughs) Uh, Why do you go so quickly to no? Because I would be worried that I would... I would I would accidentally hit send when I didn't mean to, like mental send. <laughs> You'll think send in the middle before you've uh, finished. Yeah, yeah. 
or that you'll include an autocorrect from your own brain and you right? can't blame any device. Yeah. Or you're like, should I send this? Oh, no, I didn't mean send. Come on. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Yeah. It's one of those things that sounds great, uh, but there's many concerns, mm-hmm. many fears. If you could temporarily carve an emoji into the moon, what would you carve? <laughs> um. Wow. Wow. Um, hmm. Um, a winky face. <laughs> I kind of like that because everybody could have their own relationship with, why is the moon winking? Are they, is, is the moon winking at me? Is the moon winking at humanity? Is the moon winking at the ocean? Is it pulls on the tides? What's that moon winking at? Right? That's why I like it. Like it's, you don't know what it is. Everybody yeah. gets to have their own interpretation. <laughs> I really, really like that answer. <laughs> I was not expecting that one. Final question as always is what is happiness? Happiness is um, a fresh snow, a full moon, a nice cup of hot cocoa, being inside and nowhere to go. That is a great list. And I can't help but add, and a werewolf with white fur. (laughs) (laughs) The way you emphasize the full moon, that's all I could picture, (laughs) is a really happy, just snow white fur werewolf, just bouncing around, digging there. Their uh, lupine nose into <laughs> into the snow. I'm like, oh, that werewolf having fun. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's happiness to me this week. Werewolves having fun. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you all very much for listening. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Okay, so question for you. If you could be an animal that hibernates through the winter, which animal would you want to be? Ooh, that that just skipped the snow entirely? Yeah, but you have to do the whole like build your home and stock it with things or stock yourself with food and and all of that. (laughs) Uh, I like bears and bears definitely hibernate, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I love the idea of being a bear and saying to myself, if snow's coming, uh, I got to stock up. And another animal going like, oh, your pantry? Yeah, I do that. And the bear's like, no, 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 no. I just, I eat a lot. I stock up on the inside. 